Hello listeners, tonight's a special episode with some special guests. We're doing a great movie, it's a movie about a man just waiting to be thrilled. It's Night of the Creeps, <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, joined as ever by and and our two special guests from all the way, all the way from where? Not Defiance anymore. So Delphus. Delphus, Ohio. It's not a real city. <laughs> it's not a city fake at all. News. Sounds like a fake news. <laughs> Sounds like where the portal to hell would be. But sure. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, so let's talk about this movie. I movie. Smoothie. <laughs> smoothie. Let's talk about this smoothie, you guys. I want Keith to talk about the first part of the movie. Act one. Explain what Act happens. Act one. Uh, I'm bad. Okay. They, well, first off, it opens what I thought was like the hallway of Mystery Science Theater when they're doing the countdown to the movies. And then you see a creepy little alien baby. Naked. Running around Naked. with a gun. And that's pretty much it for the first five minutes. Like, there's just a naked alien baby with a large weapon. There's some experiment that gets lost in space that's not supposed to get lost in space. They're talking in an alien language, and luckily... They, they subtitled yes. the alien language. I'm glad we could see this, the <laughs> alien language subtitled for us. Yeah. I wonder if there's any super fans out there. Because there's super fans for, like, Futurama that, like... Spelled out the whole actual alien right. like language. Or like Star Trek with the yeah. Klingons. And I don't know there's if like, that was enough though. There's only like two lines. Hey, there's like four lines. And hey, <laughs> you know what? Things. I'm really good at puzzles. <laughs> I bet I can figure that shit out. We don't know anything about this race, what their species is, what their mission is. Well, their faces look unpleasant. <laughs> and <laughs> They're obviously frozen like that. From the <laughs> right. depths slugs that they unleash upon the world, I would say they're probably up to no good. So I feel like it's supposed to be like backstory, but really, we get no backstory. We have no idea. I feel like it would have been fine without it. Like, they could have omitted that completely and we wouldn't have cared. We would have been like, okay, evil slug. Or just even that, that cylinder thing floating in space, and that's it, and then it falls into Earth's atmosphere out of nowhere. Like, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't necessary. No. So we jump to 1950-something. 59. Yeah, we don't even know what year it is when they were in space, technically. Yeah, well, it's obviously Probably. before that. I mean, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. It takes a long time for things to flow through space right, here. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we're at Sorority Row, and we meet, I don't know, a whole gaggle of, like, 50s ladies in Sorority Row. And they're bragging about how this one girl has broken up with her cop boyfriend... And is going out on another date tonight, and that's when we meet a young, what was his name? Johnny. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should have known that for how many times it was said. Johnny. Johnny, come back to the car. I'm lonely. Why don't you fill me up? <laughs> that's a direct quote. Pretty much. I sped it up a little. I'll even let you fondle my breast. <laughs> so, so they go to Lover's Lane 
make-out peak, whatever they called it in this movie. And it's a real sad moment when the cop comes up and is like, he realizes who it is in the car, but he stays professional. Yeah, because he had to check up on the horny teenagers and be like, knock it off up here, you guys. But it was his lost love, and, uh, yeah. It was real sad. sad. Super sad. (laughs) (laughs) What? All right, 1986. Keith, why don't you break out some of these characters? No, okay. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I skipped a lot. (laughs) We're going to be talking about that part. You missed quite a lot. The uh, the most important parts of the... So, (laughs) um, Johnny goes off to explore. I forget why I even asked this in the movie. Why did he get out of the car? Oh, they're making out. They see an asteroid. He go like, they drive off to explore it. He gets out of the car. This, like, zombie comes and kills the girl. No, it wasn't a zombie. It was the the escapee from the mental institute. I totally missed so, all like, of that. There were, like, we were, there's 80 different stories going on But then how come when... I just, it's a flashback. When the cop... Okay, so when... I thought it was... When he busts through the... Spoiler. Because you don't... <laughs> when he busts through the bottom, he's an alien because they've a gotten zombie. down there. They've gotten underneath... They were going into the basement, and underneath the house is where the guy was, because they built the house on top of it. Yeah, but wasn't he, like, possessed by slugs, and that's why he came out? He was, because the slugs came to the house after the one dude unfroze. But he wasn't possessed by slugs when he... He was just dead. He was just dead forever. So they reanimate. No. So when we were talking about so many plots, that part... There's an ex-murdering psychopath well, that exp- ex- totally escaped. Right. They were even talking about it on the radio while <gasps> right. she was waiting. Oh, yeah. and that's why he came and said, Oh, did you guys hear the news? Better go home. Yeah, like, but when he okay. when he remembered back later on in the movie, when he's remembering back to it, because in the very first scenes, you don't actually see the person doing it. But you see the you person see, in the background. Right. Yeah, but... He wasn't it's a gonna, zombie. But it's gonna look if it's from the back, it looks. And then when he's flashing back he and also, remembering it, yeah. he, was also it drunk. he turned around and it was like a zombie. That and was he a was dream. old though. He was old and he had a corsage, remember? And he had like a severed hand in his hand. Like, that, was all all crazy dream. Dream. that was all that this was crazy dream. dream world, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like asleep. So the ex-murderer comes up and chops up the ex uh, ex-girlfriend of the cop. Well, our frat boy is up in the forest checking out a tube of gooey stuff. From space. From space. <laughs> and we'll bust out and gets right in that mouth. No yeah, questions asked. Just, just straight like, in. <laughs> Shoots right in his mouth. And then all of a sudden we're in 1986 Pledge Week at Fraternity Row. <laughs> all of a sudden and it sucks. <laughs> I feel like this 30 minutes of the movie is basically just a John Hughes movie. Yeah, it didn't even feel like How? a movie. That is very insulting to John Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> he is an amazing filmmaker. <laughs> but seriously, it felt like a regular like teen 80s movie. Like It didn't even feel like a scary movie at that point. No, yeah, it was like two dudes just like... Going to the party. Yeah. I'm like, let's get you hooked up. I wrote down, I'm like, I'm already angry about men. This movie <laughs> about frat douchebags is going to send me over the edge. <laughs> but for real, that guy is the number one wingman ever, though. JC? Yeah. yeah. I told you. Like, um, he's smooth. He's smooth. He's clever. He has the best lines of the movie. And then 
Go ahead. I would like to, uh, so JC. Hmm? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <gasps> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. He delivers a sermon to Chris about how much Chris sucks and what a pansy he is. He about how he won't happy. go after what's her name when they all go on the walk together and everyone's like, no one even asked, asked him to go on the walk. Well, like, Jesus, maybe he's just always there with you. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. that's deep. And, and he sacrificed himself. And he comes back from the and bed. He and walked. he walked. He done healed himself. You guys, this what is... This whole movie is just like religious undertones all over. Oh, like man. every part. I feel of like it. there's a lot of undertones. Like the beginning was leprechauns in space, which is like uh, part of the Bible. The, I think that's in like yeah. you know Genesis or yeah. Like, well, no, and then the action <laughs> yeah. is every you know slasher film. Is it, what's then, the? Then they got the John Hughes knockoff. What's the religion story? Religion sto- the religious story where uh, he asks his. Asked, God asked the guy to kill his brother or his son or something Cain like and that. Abel? Yeah, it's, it's Cain and Abel. The That's, brothers? Is that it? Oh, know. you're talking like um, oh, wait, Abraham and Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's what we're going... That was going on in the 50s. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you find out that the guy that... Chris, or the girl that Chris is interested in, Cynthia. Cindy or Cynthia. Cynthia. She's dating... She's dating Brad, who the is the, Bradster. the bleached, blonde, like, supreme gila douche of them all. He sucks. He's like the alpha of the Up until the big... He <laughs> 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 is. Keith. Up until the big... Good. I like that. The big switch over to the horror aspect of this. Like, he pretty much just acts like everyone from Revenge of the Nerds that was against the nerds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they want to, like, get into this frat, right? Because Chris doesn't know how to deal with women, so he's like, so I'm just going to join this frat. These douchebag beta assholes are like, oh, you got to do this little prank we're going to tell you about, which is sneak in to the morgue. Take a body. There's a morgue on college campuses? Which, if you go well, to I guess school, there would be if there's, like, a, yeah, there's like a medical science school. Yeah, yeah sure. You'd think security would be a tiny little bit better, but... I feel like that's just some... They, they didn't show that There that was another fun. part where they were like, we're gonna, gonna just... We're gonna store these brains here at our sorority yeah. house. That was yeah. totally yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not something that would happen in real life. It's not true. Because in um, JC's little message, he talks about how they eat the brains and that's how they survive. And then when they go down to the basement later at the end of the movie, there's like a giant swarm of slugs because they've been eating those brains. Okay, so they nested there. Yeah. Oh, that's why so that basement sense. was so full of them. Like, they really jars? did not connect. How did they open those jars though? Like for real? Yeah. How did? They- <laughs> Speaking of jars, I am so mad because I bought this jar of pickles at Aldi today. Bread and butter, <laughs> like super fancy pickles. Go I on. cannot open the jar. For the life of me. Keep going. Please go open it. I really want some fucking pickles. <laughs> so they go into the morgue. That guy, that actor, is like the um, security guard. That guy. I wrote down, he's that guy who's in all the things who looks like a Picasso version of Kevin Pollock. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Baby. Yeah. You ready for me to thrill you? 
man, that's disappointing. I was okay. You got this. <gasps> yeah, that pop. You did. <laughs> Thrill me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you thrilled me so much. The pickle jar is open, listeners. Everything is fine. <laughs> back to the, back to the podcast, everyone. Back to the podcast. <laughs> so they're in the morgue with the giant '80s computers that I love. So oh, with all the beep boop boop lights for no reason. I love it. It's so good. And it's like half of the fucking room is just like flashing Useless lights computers. everywhere. Just lights. No buttons or anything. Just lights. This is a good point I want to... Good point for me, or good point of the podcast where I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think this was meant to be a super cheesy B-movie that's very... Like aware mm. of itself. Oh, totally. Because he even said that. Like, well, is, it made fun of. Is movies. this a crime scene or a crappy B movie? Yeah. Like he, it. I think it was self-aware, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be that but way. But with a five million like a dollar budget. This movie had a five million dollar budget, and it made five hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars. Or wait, hold on. Let me read the actual real dollar. Five hundred ninety-one thousand three hundred sixty-six dollars. Who? That's disappointing. Tickets were cheap back then, though, so that's kind of a lot of people. Sadly. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's a uh, cryogenically frozen guy, the cop, from 1950s, uh, frozen. This is when he has that dream, because he wakes up to go to this, and check on this cryogenic situation. He's, like, drinking... And laying in bed and having this weird dream where first he's on the beach and a girl I didn't comes mean the cop, sorry. I meant the guy who got killed. Oh. Oh, the frozen guy. Yeah. Which, why? I don't understand how he got frozen. The scientist found him and he just got mouth, like, raped by a slug slugs. thing. Yeah, yeah, why were they doing medical? Did they know he had the virus? I don't know. I think it's odd that there's just, like, one, like cryo chamber on a college campus. I don't think randomly. Like, but cryogenics is so expensive. They're, they're not, not gonna have that on some shitty guy that they just campus. Find. Yeah. Like on some random dude. Like it's stupid. Like I'm not a doctor, but like in my brain, like I just imagine that there there's not just like one chamber. In a room with a bunch of beep boop lights. Like, it's like it's a warehouse with, style. like, yeah, yeah, like a majillion of them. You just want to focus on that one body, that one That sexy special, s- special 40-year-old <laughs> man teenager body. Right. Like, that guy was way too old. He was supposed to be, like, a high school kid. That was not oh. accurate. All right, cool. I wanted to make sure I got the dates right. So, yeah, this movie did not do well in the box office. We got that. But the writer... Fred Decker, who also directed this movie, did not let that stop him because the following year, 1987, he came out with The Monster Squad, which is one of the most amazing, like, campy Halloween horror movies ever. I feel like this one wasn't awful. No, I don't think this is terrible. Like, it was decent. Do you know, well, the most redeeming part about this movie is Detective... Cameron. 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 Oh, that's his last name. Ray. Detective Ray Cameron. Played by Todd Atkins. Is. Mm. Never thrilled. <laughs> Never thrilled. He wants it so bad. He just wants everyone to thrill him. He says, thrill me. Okay, apparently the internet says five times he says, thrill me. I counted four. 
And then once it was said by Chris. I trust you. This movie really is just a movie about him. He is the most... He's probably one of the most bonkers, like... Do you remember when he goes into the cryo chamber and he's talking to the cops, just the way he talks yeah, to them. And really quickly and just like... Yeah. And, and just catchphrases. Yeah. Like, that's all he says His one-liners were like, to Gold. me, a Law & Order super fan. <laughs> <laughs> they were like the perfect combination of like Jerry Orbach and Ice-T Law & Order one-liners. Just like... <laughs> He was slinging them left and right. But they didn't even, like, fit. Like, someone would respond to him. And he's just like, yeah, no. Like, oh, but he was just set. And that's (laughs) that's who he is. And it's beautiful. Like, I love when someone just is who they are and doesn't care. Tom Atkins has said this is the the best role he's ever played. Like, his favorite. And I can see that. So good. So good. <laughs> and then he got pissed off that he was like, a cryogenic body doesn't just get up and walk around on its own. And that's like literally the off. point. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were all like, but that's why that happens. Like, <laughs> so the body does get up and walk around again when it's unfrozen. <laughs> that was funny. He had like a really clever way of saying. I'm going to stick my nightstick up your ass. I don't remember it. Like, he, he said to the cop, it was like a, a giant play on words. Coup Patrol. Yeah. Who you want my nightstick to go on Coup Patrol? Your Coup Patrol? I was like... Coup Patrol? Yeah. Coup Patrol. At one, at one point, like, his partner, or just some fellow cop comes up to him, and he goes... Do you get off on living in the past? And I was like, is he kink shaming him or trying to come on to him? I'm not sure what what context that is in. Was it to the cop that? It was to Detective Cameron. He was trying to thrill Cameron, and he was just—he didn't even—he wasn't having it. No, he rebuffed him. I was so annoyed that the cop that always had food did not bite it. No, he's always chewing. He's, yeah, constantly chewing. And like, he's always touching dead stuff. <laughs> they show up in the sorority, and he's like laying on the steps eating food next to the body. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like he's got a donut in his mouth, but he's like laying right next to the body. Yeah. I don't think cops are supposed to lay next to bodies. I'm not sure. Especially while eating food. I don't think that's a thing. Well, the food's one thing. I mean, cops just, <laughs> I guess cops need food. I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with being relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> like... I mean, Feeling I comfortable with that. your environment. I think it shows a real sign of, like, confidence. He's and, been a cop a long time. And really becomes a detective and just wears, like, sweatpants all the time and, like, constantly <laughs> solve murders that just, way. Just, like, smoking on people's couches. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Alright, what's next? I don't we're, know. I don't even know where we are in the plot cryogen. right now. I don't even Yeah, care. like, dude. The plot is so always. I thought one of my favorite parts... Of this movie was when we were talking to the janitor. We were talking. <laughs> <laughs> we were conversing with the janitor. And he kept saying that the guys, because the guys chickened out, we, like when the cryogenic body fell out, and screamed, they screamed like banshees. And Keith, like, the guy said it 8,000 times, and every time he was about to say it, Keith was like, Cute. He's going yeah. to say it right now. <laughs> 
And guess what? He's going to die right now. And guess what? He's going to scream like a banshee right now. Like, he called out every single time this guy was going to say it. It was so funny. But there was, no, there was no point for him to say it either. He just... You just see him, and I was like, oh, they're going to make I him mean, say he, scream like Banshee. Well, he made, like, a face. Yeah. Was any was there a point to any of the things in any of this movie? No. I mean, no. <laughs> so our cryogenic dude walks all the way back to Troy Road because, you know, that's in his memory. That's where he last was as he went to go see his girlfriend. So he walks back there, and there's, like, a beautiful montage of feats. Yes. It's like constantly so walking. So many Do you really pizza. like that, Keith? No, no, I don't. Keith, <laughs> this podcast actually isn't about the movie I wanted to talk to you right now on air about your fear of feet. <laughs> so they're gross. Feet are gross. Like they're, I've they're seen uh, weird shaped hands on your legs. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, those are not natural. Feet are not natural. (laughs) No, feet are gross. (laughs) There's a lot of feet. And he walks all the way to the sorority house and throws a rock just like he did when he was alive. And then his, like, he gets a splitting headache up on the balcony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just bugs fly out of it. What was nice the term? What, what did you call it? <laughs> he had a vagina forehead. Okay, yep. so a vagina forehead. forehead. Yeah. His, his head gave birth to yeah. beautiful... <laughs> slug <laughs> babies. Slug babies. And the slug babies went everywhere. And these slug babies are, like, all over campus, just running back and forth. However, I think that's where most of this budget went. Because they looked awesome. This is nice. Slugs and the naked alien babies that weren't necessary. There was at least five of those naked babies, and so that's five masks that that they had to make. Or there were a few. They do it once, and there were were, splice it together. But there were like full suits. Like full body, yeah. Yeah. Little naked. That was the cheap part, I think. Yeah, if you look closely, you can see like. The back looked like... You can see the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the point where you press plastic together and it's like the stuff you should have cut off. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like on their butt crack like and the on scene. their sides. <laughs> like, they didn't give a Listen, we've all watched Drag Race and we know that, like, sometimes the little messy touches, they can make or break your look. Like, <laughs> it really just depends on how you present it. Like... Are you it's confident? In Are you confident? Do you work it? Naked baby alien costume. They did sissy they? that walk. <laughs> they did not sissy that walk. <laughs> they did. So not. we get these slugs going everywhere, and one of the slugs goes down. And apparently, at one point, he has a flashback dream, the cop, of finding the axe murderer, which is what you were talking about, yeah, where he's sorry, wearing a corsage, which didn't make sense because he was a cop at the time. And. He, because they were gonna go to a dance. Yeah, he was. He's he, wishful thinking. Weren't they going to a dance? Yeah, that they night? were. Going it was to. like a formal. So he, so was like he murdered the axe murderer. Okay, this is a huge plot thing that bothered me. He murdered the axe murderer and buried him in the backyard. And then he explained this whole thing to a kid he didn't know. And then he also explained it to the cops, like five cops around him, when they were killing. The monster when it was up again. He's like, I killed you once before and buried you. And like, like that that's a not- huge red flag. Yeah. Like, oh, you murdered this fella. <laughs> You're still a cop. But I it's fine. Well, I guess that's kind of current. Yeah, you should be now. <laughs> right. You killed somebody without just cause. We'll keep you on the force. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was just suspended for 27 years and then came back. <laughs> 
Alright, we haven't heard enough from Tabitha. Tabitha, explain the bathroom scene with our lovable CJ. JC. Jesus Christ. JC, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, okay, so he goes to the bathroom. Well, they went on a walk first, right? Oh, yeah! So, what's her face? Cindy, Cynthia, whatever her name is, goes to their dorm room, asks Chris if he wants to take a walk, and for some reason, JC's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming too. She says, you guys want to take a walk. Oh, she says both of them? Yeah. Okay, I didn't catch that. So, they're walking. He's like, alright, being the good wingman that he is, he's like, I'm gonna leave you guys to talk this out. I'm gonna go use the restroom. So, he does. Wait, also, who asks a cripple to go for a walk? <laughs> Seems slightly insensitive. I think it's kind of rude that you guys are insinuating that he can't fucking walk. He's got crutches. Like, but, she oh, wants got, to like, talk. Races. Do you really need to take him for a walk to tell him that? Like, especially if she wanted to talk to both of them it, who were already in the room. It's a dorm room. Why yeah. are they leave? To, like, Why she wanted to talk to, talk to both it. of them. Yeah, that's it's not like she sense. was trying to lure one of them away. Well, she also wanted to tell him about these crazy zombie slugs. Why go out into right. the public where world they where are. it's dark? Where they are. Like, why not just hide in this safe little dorm room and talk also, about it? Also, guys, why did that dorm room look like a current Ikea catalog? It looked like a camper to me. Like, it looked like the inside of a camper. That's not what it dorm was, rooms look no. like, especially in 1986. I wasn't able to fit I much mean, stuff. I, know, I had a terrible probably. roommate, but I wasn't allowed to bring cool stuff to my dorm. It was just like a bed and a dresser and lucky yeah. CDs. They didn't section. even have beds. They just had, like, crappy, You like, didn't actually go to college. You were a prisoner in some ways. They lied to you. <laughs> you have to put lotion in a bathtub at any point in time. <laughs> College was lame. <laughs> like, I didn't think the sock on the doorknob thing was true, and I wasn't very sexually active in my first couple years of college, so I was like, alright, I guess I'm gonna go downstairs to the lobby. Like, I'm new to this area. This sucks. Uh, like, I didn't go to college. Like, I went to community college for a couple of years. I, like, going away to a school, like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Stay like, school, be, kid. Having, <laughs> having to live, like, on campus with a bunch of assholes? I just want to say, though. No. It's so convenient, though. The like, cafeteria was amazing because I had a meal plan with dude, my stupid... same. <laughs> oh, my God. The food was great. Like, I feel like I gained so much weight. <laughs> well, I know I did. Freshman, whatever came from 15. Yeah. 15. It's from those meal plans, those prepaid meal plans. You're like, oh, this is magic. Look. Ooh, chicken strips. Chicken strips again. Like, over and over again. Or, like I said, the sock on the door things. My roommate was very promiscuous. I would, like, go down to the lobby and there was, like, a vending machine. I learned yeah. about <laughs> I learned about pizza combos. And, <laughs> like, I never had them before. The and greatest I, lesson of all. I know. <laughs> Thank you, college. So, like, I really got into pizza combos and, like, I spent a lot of my time, you know, down there eating pizza cups. Uh, college sucks. College sounds amazing. <laughs> do you now associate sex with pizza combos? <laughs> I do get a straight, straight direction sex. every time I eat them. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like if I ever walk by a door with a sock on, I'm gonna just be like, pizza combo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys smell they? pizza combos? <laughs> 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 Can I get changed for the bedding machine? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, man. So, yeah, they. The bathroom, bathroom scene. Get back to what's yeah, going yeah. on there. Okay, so JC is using the bathroom. I think he's like drawing on the wall, hanging the out. The handicapped bathroom. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, of course. And then there's like a dead body randomly on the floor. And of course, zombie space slugs are crawling out of his head. Um, and I feel like he didn't even know what was going on. But there's like this pack of like two matches left on the ground. Where did they come from? I don't have a clue where they came from. Plus, he's he's like he doesn't know what's going on out there. But his first instinct is like I'm gonna light this on fire. Like he doesn't know if it's a guy, hey, brother, an animal. Okay. He's just like fire will probably kill it. And then he lights the matches, lights the little match book thing on fire, and it works. He figures out that yes. Fire kills them. But it runs into the fire. It yeah, yeah. It kind of like attracts it. <laughs> and then yeah, he yeah. doesn't chase down the No, because he doesn't know what it is. He has a great advantage, though. Not to say... Well, I'm just saying... So he could use his... He's two metal crutches. Beat the shit out of these things. Like, squash it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have a weapon. If I'm pooping, I have nothing. I... <laughs> well, yeah, they talk about My how... My shoe? <laughs> right. They talk about how fire kills them. But they don't touch on that anything else could possibly kill them. It's yeah, just fire's like, oh, the only fire thing they tried. No like, one tried anything else. No one else tried fire. to do the smashing or anything else. Everyone just either it, screams or only fires. Or swallows them. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> they find out later that salt actually takes them out. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> don't actually you don't use have a flamethrower. You threaten a cop with a shotgun to get a flamethrower. You can just get salt. You That's just an unnecessary salt. step. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, I'm like, I just don't want anything ever scary to happen to me while I'm like, I don't think you're going to the bathroom. (laughs) Like zombie slugs, though, I think you're probably safe. I'm no anything scary while you're on the toilet, like so vulnerable. (laughs) Why is that such like a? I guess it's got to be vulnerability because like. Jurassic Park, the guy taking a shit gets yeah. eaten by T-Rex. Dying. But that's even like Elvis. an idiom, like getting caught with your pants down. Like it might not just be like, you know, getting caught but in there's the there's so many zombies. Like what was the zombie movie with uh, Woody Harrelson and... Zombieland. Zombieland. They were all in the bathroom. They're, what's his name was in the bathroom and the... He shoots him with a shotgun and all. Your guard is down. Yeah. Like, there was one morning that I, like, woke up and went pee. So I was, like, sitting on the toilet peeing, and unbeknownst to me, at the time, miles down the road, they, like, were demolishing this building. And it was early. It was, like, a Sunday morning at 7 in the morning. I'm just sitting there peeing, like, I'm going to go back to bed in a second. And all of a sudden, like, my house shook and I thought like my furnace exploded or something. <laughs> like it was so loud and I was like, what the fuck was that? And I freaked out. But it was just this building that was getting blown up miles down the road. But I still like felt it and I heard it and I was like peeing while it happened. I was like, no, I can't do anything. I have my pants down around my ankles. No. I can no. tell you. Like, one of the most anxiety-ridden, like, moments I've had recently is I was taking a crap a couple nights ago. Oh, my God. And Tommy <laughs> came out of his room. I could hear it. And everyone else was like, 
like it was nighttime. I think everyone was asleep or Anne was like almost passed out. And like I could see a shadow under the door. Like I figured he had to use the bathroom. I said, hello. And he didn't say anything. And like I had to go so bad and I still had to go. I was like, I'm so freaking out right now. Like I don't know what's going on outside that bathroom door. I thought you were going to say it was going to be the night when I messaged you and I was like I think I hear somebody walking around yes! outside our window Oh my like God. that also happened because I just read something on Facebook about like someone with a gun going behind houses like a little further that way but still not too far away and like she heard someone outside the back window and I'm oh mid crap and I'm like I have to hurry up. My family's in danger, <laughs> but I have to finish the shit so bad. It was bad. so freaky. <laughs> it was so freaky. But you're so vulnerable on the toilet. Uh, just always take matches with you. That's the lesson. And then just set everything up. Forward. Yeah, that kills most things. And it's weird because like it's not all bathroom stuff. Like I could be in the shower and hear a noise when I'm alone in the house. I'll like get out completely naked and be like, "What's going on? <laughs> Who's here?" <laughs> like I don't care about that. Is that what you do? I have done it before. <laughs> The mail lady, like, was really, like, loud about putting the mail in the thing. And I was like, hello! She opens the front hello. door, ass naked, like, what are you doing here? And I, like, walked in the what hallway, like, one hand over everything important and being like, what's going on here? Because you wouldn't want to offend uh, someone breaking into your house. It's true. I would naked. Not. You have to have the decency to cover yourself. I know it's kind of stupid because I might need both hands to fight. Yeah. <laughs> I have one of those little Velcro towels. <laughs> what? Where have you been hiding that? It's like no a little idea. Velcro towel, and you just Velcro it. There you go. Can we keep that in those emergencies for me? Like, yeah, so close we'll by. keep it in like our go bag. Like, <laughs> I am primed and ready when someone comes in and I'm in the shower. If I'm pooping, we're dead. <laughs> I'm not getting out of there for a while. <laughs> I feel like it's opposite with me. <laughs> like I'm in the shower and I'm just like zoned out as fuck listening to my music. I like how this turned into a hardcore bathroom discussion. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So sadly, we lose our favorite Jesus buddy, JC. Oh yeah, he dies, and the house mother also dies. I don't care about her. We like we like know, we got to know JC. You know what? I'm just making a note of it because she is a person and she deserves a little. I don't think respect. she's even a person. So, she didn't get up once or move during the whole time that zombie creature was crawling up from the floor. And she just kind of looked at it all. She's like, uh, what? She was old. <laughs> he was Fair buried enough. under the house. They built. They built the house. They didn't find... You have to build a foundation. It has a basement. It didn't look like it did, though. Like, it's did you not see like the a full that house. Broke through? They were, like, paper thin. Right. It's like but, a shed she was living yeah, in. Yeah, like, let's be real. Like, plumbing, maybe. Wait, know. that was the house mother's garden home. But they built a yeah. house on top of it, and they don't find the dead body, though? No, no. They just build on top of it. He's a cop. He knows how to hide a body. He wasn't trying to... It was years later that they built a house on top of it. Because remember, he was in the backyard. He's like, what's that? It's Wait a second. House. Who did he? He buried the, the axe, axe murderer that killed his girlfriend. He found him first. Okay, he said, he the axe. and then he killed yeah. her. Okay. Killed him. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're cut up there, right? What when did the cat thing happen? <laughs> I just Gordon. Dumb. Gordon. Good old Gordon. Remember his worm eye? It just <laughs> looks so good. Detective. It looks pretty good. That's where the budget went. I mean, <laughs> the yeah. worm eyes and the cat. I mean, that wasn't bad. Like all the. The slugs? But they could have spent so much less if they 
didn't do the alien thing at the beginning. Like, I feel like that was a lot. Those the slugs masks. didn't have to be alien slugs. Slugs exist in nature. Like, they could have just been whacked out zombies. Yeah, man. What if Slither's, like, a sequel to this movie? Oh, Think about it! Holy shit! Why didn't I think about that at all? Because the Slithers try to go inside their mouths constantly. The Slithers. Mm -hmm. The slugs. The Slithers. But so do, um... Oh, wait. No, they don't. They go up your butt. What? (laughs) What goes up your butt? (laughs) Answer me! What do I have to worry about going up my butt? Come on! The things from that Stephen King dream catcher. I have a oh, right. okay. Am yeah. I safe on the toilet? No! <laughs> no! No! You're not. Is that how Jason Lee died in that movie? That's how, like, everybody dies no, on in the toilet. That. Yes! Oh, yeah. It's called. He calls it a. A shit weasel <laughs> in the book. <laughs> a shit weasel? That is poetic. <laughs> shit weasel. So. so <laughs> Don't worry about those. <laughs> we did also get distracted by a very lengthy discussion about Grande Soft Tacos. <laughs> and how they need to fucking bring those motherfuckers. Taco Bell, if you're listening. <laughs> Grande Soft yeah, Tacos. Taco Bell. I know <laughs> that many people online say the quesarito is basically just a Grande Soft Taco, it's but it's not. missing the lettuce it's and it's missing. It's it's not. Do you know what's a Grande Soft Taco? A fucking Grande Soft Taco. <laughs> That's what it is. For the listeners that are young and don't understand, explain what a Grande Soft Taco is. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> It is a soft taco, but with twice as much meat and yeah. cheese, and then it is it's enveloped soft. with another soft taco, but in between the soft tacos is the melty nacho, nacho cheese. cheese. It's so good, and it's so... <laughs> it's The beauty of it is in the simplicity, right? right. Like, it's just, it's just a big, giant-ass taco. And I, they got all the stuff to make it. It's just you can't get it I anymore. bet... Keith, you know what? Tomorrow, you want to go to Taco Bell? I'm not going to pick a Taco Bell, no. Do they spit in everything? No. Like, <laughs> you're going to get a grande spit taco. I'm, you go ask for I special said, orders. No, I'm serious. If we go, I am charming as fuck. Are you joking me? Like, I think... A little Do you want week? to? Will you I, go with me tomorrow? What like, if I can get you a grande I'm soft taco? Like, hey, Taco Bell guy. No, I'll really? do all the tacos. I'll do all the tacos. And just order more tacos and give me some. I'll stay here. No, you have to. <laughs> he can't. I don't think that's very fair that I have to do all of the work. <laughs> then you can have all the tacos. More? I would rather not have tacos. He can't social interaction. No. So you're going to tell me you're going to sit there and look at me eating grande soft tacos. And it. you'll just be like, cool, let like me have this quesarito. He's chewing on a sweatshirt like, like a nervous kid right now. You're making him nervous. Yeah. Soft taco. <laughs> he's like chewing on his sweatshirt. He's so nervous. <laughs> Stop talking about social interactions. That's making him nervous. You don't even have to say anything. You guys know the internet is forever? <laughs> I hadn't heard. I hope one day you're trying to get a job and some guy's like, listen. I heard a bourbon and blood. I heard so. your podcast. And you know what? You didn't go with your friend when she wanted to do something nice to you. I don't think you're a good fit. That for doesn't this show commitment. Me. That doesn't show you commitment. You fucking chauvinist pig. <laughs> Get out of here. 
Okay. Oh, Let's geez. get back on topic. Poor Where were geez. we? Oh, the Gremlins guy was in it. The other guy actor. There's, There's so many two, other guys in this movie. I feel like the two that guys. I feel like the guy that was the uh, they ran like forty miles an hour, like Banshees. Forty miles. An I hour. feel like I've seen him in something too. He's another that guy. The janitor. Yeah. Did you not think he looked like? I feel like I I've seen know. him in something. And then also our main kid, uh, Chris. I thought, or as soon as I saw that he was in National Lampoon European Vacation, I was like, ah, it's a kid from every, or all the National Lampoons. It was not. Oh, no. He got corrected very quickly about that. (laughs) Like, And shut me down real quick. I did. I did. The best line of this whole movie, I don't think it's Thrill Me. No. What? It's Miller time. (laughs) When Detective Cameron goes to shoot... Somebody, I don't know who. He goes on a rampage and just starts shooting everyone inside the sorority hospital. But he, like, holds his gun up and he goes, It's Miller time. And he just shoots somebody. And I, we were all <laughs> At like... which time? Yeah. We were all like, Well, is that guy's name Miller or something? It's like, be. Why that the fuck would he sense. say, It's Miller time? No, he just said that. Like, <laughs> he just said that Was that? No reason. Was that commercial really popular at that time point in the 80s? Probably. What if that's where Miller got it and they're like, what? Yeah, it started. (laughs) What? We could use that as a slogan. (laughs) It's Miller time. Rolling in royalties at that point in that case. So to do a quick catch up, because you don't really need a lot of this. So. A dog infested by the slugs infests a whole bunch of frat boys before they get into a bus. The bus tips over. They're all zombie frat boys, which cause Anne to just cry. That's way worse. I didn't cry. I yelled. And I said, what's worse than frat guys? Zombie frat guys. So then the frat guys fill up the front yard of the sorority because they're all zombie frat guys, and that's what they do. And that's when... The cop and Cindy or Cynthia and then Chris just go fucking haywire with a blowtorch that they got from the Gremlins guy. Forcefully. I think we're caught up. <laughs> flamethrower. There's My so much flamethrower. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. This movie was weird. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was fine. It had all the good stuff. All the necessary... I would have liked... I would like a spinoff of just Detective Cameron. <laughs> Let's go around. All the 27 years we missed. Yeah. Let's go around and Where say what we? would make this movie better. Tabitha. Um, I mean, I liked it for what it was. Like, I feel like they could have cut out the weird alien babies and just went with, like, straight slugs. That would have been fine. But, I mean, I don't know. It had all the good stuff. It had all the... 80s campiness, it had zombies, zombie animals, which are way cuter than regular zombies, Um, sorority crap, which is always great to see that. In an 80s movie. In an 80s movie. All the hair and the ridiculous outfits, the slang, it was beautiful. Wrong answer, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) Continuity, like it just there's so many stories going on at the same time, and they 
It, it felt like none of them actually like linked together. It felt like we were watching something by Ryan Murphy a little bit, didn't <laughs> it? But like in a in a movie where you get to create whatever you want in a, you don't need the alien like. And the ending scene was a giant alien ship leaving, looking for the slugs. I guess like, and it was just this giant ship. And it was. And someone had to build for two seconds on the screen, like. I don't know. This just had to have been some sort of get a bunch of money together and they just made a Imagine $5,000 movie. You guys think Harvey Weinstein was involved in this? He wasn't. I made sure. <laughs> I checked before watching this because I knew that would be a subject of conversation. <laughs> and it still I was. I my stupid bitch fiance. <laughs> <laughs> and what would make this movie better to you? More Detective Cameron. More Dick? <laughs> Is that your answer? <laughs> He's a detective. They're called dicks. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, more Detective Cameron. He was fantastic. Just him. So they have this giant fight scene, blowtorching every frat boy possible. And then they get to the basement, and our detective has, like, one more awesome moment. He, like, comes down with tape on his mouth, which is his way of showing he can't let any slugs in, to pull it off. Yeah. To, make to sure yell he can, at a slug. To yell at a slug. See <laughs> <laughs> the tape on my mouth, you're not getting it. <laughs> you... <laughs> so he starts dumping gasoline all over, and we find out that the basement of the sword house is just, like, wall-to-wall slugs. Because of the brains. They do that weird yeah, effect. Yeah, the brains that were stored down there that I talked shit about, but <laughs> actually ended up... That totally made sense. Yeah. But it also just violates so many regulations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So they do this weird, like, visual thing. To make it look like all the slugs are working, where like the whole video <laughs> like that was moves. the shit. That was like, terrible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, then they had like four that were sticking out. Like they yeah. only had yeah. They Those like, are the ones that jumped at them. It's like the whole movie they did so good with the slugs. Yeah. They and looked, they ran out of money. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> all right. Well, we have this wall of slugs. How can we make it look like it works? Yeah. <laughs> Just, we can only afford to animate four of them. <laughs> Which ones do you? They couldn't even do that. They just put people's hands into the water. Yeah, they yeah. gloves and it looked like. There were only like four people in that area. So. <laughs> so the detective dumps gasoline all over the place. Just starts counting. Like random countdown. Yeah. And he lights a cigarette. And I wish... He does a weird creepy wink to the kid. Yeah. Like barely a wink. Very yeah, if you count down now, it's more like, <laughs> it's like he went to blink, but his one eyelid was like yeah. stuck. Yeah, up, so it's like it an angry like, twitch. It was just like a real calm, calm wink like that. Like someone blew in his one eye. I want an arrested <laughs> development wink. <laughs> you imagine this movie was narrated by Russ, like like a rest of the like Ron Howard. Yeah, <laughs> he thought the slugs weren't a problem. They were. <laughs> <laughs> Gene Parmesan just shows up out of nowhere. You thought our detective friend was dead. He wasn't. So he walks out at the end. All crispy. He looks so yeah. crispy, light, like smoking and six heads. He walks out with just a, just a little, burnt. just a little scorched. He's oh, he's more than burnt. He looks <laughs> like he's been roasted a lot. 
We were waiting for that catchphrase too. Just one more time. I know. Oh, and yeah. he just fell on his face. Because it, it looks like he actually had been thrilled. He lived through an yeah. explosion. He finally, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he finally got thrilled. Just imagine how well this movie would have been, or how much greater this movie would have been if that would have how it ended. Oh, just he walks out and he's like, "Throw me!" and falls down, and then that would have been great. Or said it right before it exploded. You know, like any. Yeah. Yell it at the slugs while they're flying at your face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> so then the very end of the movie is this very expensive looking for the 80s cutscene of the slugs crawling into a mortuary, no, into a graveyard yeah. thing. Yeah, because they fall out of his head when he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. So he does die from the explosion. But he makes it 20 feet out into the street. But for some smoking. reason, those slugs survived the explosion. Because they were yeah, in, fire. in him. Yeah, he should have kept the damn duct That's tape why on they his had mouth. to blow their heads off with the, the shotgun to open He's up the their man, heads. He's a man, and he has so. to have the last fucking word and then ruin the world. Exactly. Yeah. Because he's a man. A woman would know to just be like, I just gotta keep this tape over my mouth. As Simple. much as it pains me to do so, let me just hold this all inside for the better of everyone around me. Fucking <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Danny, I do not know how you deal with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you so much. So, <sighs> they went into the graveyard and there's like a spotlight shining all over the graveyard and it's like a super fantastic CGI spaceship flying over a graveyard and that's just how it ends. That's it. And then, then we we watch the theatrical ending, and it's way, much better, honestly. Way better, yeah. It's the dog that you never see again coming up to our two heroes after the fire and barking, and then giant slug coming out of its mouth at them. That would have been the better ending to have in this movie. My better ending would have been Detective Cameron meeting the daughter he never knew he had. And what? <laughs> <laughs> And it would be played by you. They go on like a road trip together because (laughs) there's something they have to go do that's really important. Like so many people make remakes of movies. What if we made a prequel? But that would explain all the damn seven years. Yeah, and it's all Cameron and the way he is. Oh my god! What if he was like partners with Lenny Briscoe at one point? (laughs) <laughs> We'd have to bring back a hologram of Jerry Orbach. And I'm pretty sure this guy Rest is super in old. peace, in peace, Jerry Orbach. Has he died? Like, did he break in pieces? Was he blown up? <laughs> I wish he said rest in peace in pieces. I didn't know if he... Like, how'd he die? Just kept natural cause? Because he's Jerry Orbach and he was too precious for this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like an 80 year old man. He, he died of a cocaine and heroin. No, I didn't like a you giant never know. motorcycle accident. <laughs> he died jumping over 18 flattened school buses on, on fire. his motorcycle. On fire. Being Jerry Orbach! <laughs> well, that was the movie. You know what? Oh. No, I'm just kidding. It was a movie. It was, <laughs> it was so decent. Keith, what did you think? It was alright. I mean, 
Keith hates everything. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does not care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Nothing We're all gonna, gonna die. It doesn't matter if it's by slugs, alien slugs, <laughs> and shotgun slugs. Nobody gives a fuck. No. <laughs> Shut up, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I should just end it there. <laughs> or we could be like, thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. I want to thank our guests and shut up, Keith. Or are you going to edit everything Keith said out of the podcast? <laughs> I would too. <laughs> we would never do that. Do you have anything you want to plug? What's your business? Do you have a business? Do you do anything exciting? Hobbies? Keith works for Goldfish. He told <laughs> me I can't buy cheeses anymore. Literally, he literally said he works for Goldfish. Is there something we should know about Cheez-Its? Do you want to let it out there? Do you want to disgrace Cheez-Its for the general public? <laughs> he loses his job over a podcast that's just by like 10 people. But wait, why? Like, what's your favorite flavor of goldfish? They're all cheddar. They're not all cheddar? What do you you work for goldfish there's, and you don't have a favorite flavor? Extra, Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> You're an embarrassment to your company. Oh. Flavor blasted pizza, bro. Come no, on. I don't like pizza. What? I don't like artificial flavor pizza. The only one that I did like was the the, the pizza Pringles. Like the old. Okay, the but old that's. Ones. Those are the only good fake pizza. That is not a type of goldfish. That's not goldfish. No, I'm saying the like all extra pizza flavor. I don't like on anything. Keith, what the question was? Like? Cheddar goldfish? What's your favorite no, goldfish? Oh, they have the s'more ones. Those are really good. They are. They're like the grams. Yeah, those are great. You're going sweet goldfish? Yeah, They're good. I like those. Grams. Grams. Yeah. How are wow, they? you think you know a guy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you two for being on the podcast. Thank you for driving all the way to Ohio. That's the only reason they came up here. Was to see us and be on this podcast. Tonight. The only of reason course. to be on this Fantastic. The internet's forever. <laughs> the internet's forever. Nothing matters. Everybody sucks. Shut up, Keith. Pringles forever. <laughs> Pringles forever. It's Miller time. <laughs> Thank you and. Thrill me. <laughs> <laughs>